Teachings that do not speak of pain have no meaning, because humankind cannot gain anything without first giving something in return. In alchemy, to obtain something, something of equal value must be lost. This is Equivalent Exchange. Welcome to Equivalent Exchange, a podcast about Fullmetal Alchemist by Hiromu Arakawa. I'm Kayla. I'm Ellen. And I'm Ellen. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Did I ever tell you about the time that I called my first roommate, my first college roommate before I met her? No, maybe? So my first roommate in college was named Laura, and like I didn't meet her in person, like I, I, because I was living far away. And so I called her. And I left a message because somebody was there, and it was like, hey, Ellen, it's Laura. I mean, hey, Laura, it's Ellen. <laughs> okay. I have, I have heard this story. <laughs> it was very embarrassing. It's like, anyway, call me back. Ha <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> anyway, you want to talk Where about Rainbow <laughs> <the whole> Alchemist? <laughs> Uh, yeah, today we'll be discussing uh, chapters 103 and 104, but first... An announcement? Yeah, that's your cue. <laughs> so we're, as we said, I think we mentioned this a couple times, like, in, in passing, but, because um, some have already sent questions, so thank you for sending questions. We'll be recording our final episode soon, and you know what that means? That means we're going to have a final, final episode where we talk about <laughs> the series as a whole, and we'll be recording that in September. So we'll talk about the series as a whole... And we'll answer any questions that you have that you want to ask us. Final questions about FOMO Alchemist. Any life advice that you would like. <laughs> I can't guarantee that it'll be good, but it'll be free and that's worth the price. <laughs> and so <laughs> if you want to send us questions, please send them by noon Eastern time, September 8th. You can ask send us through our Tumblr, which is EquivexPod. You can send us direct messages or, or tweet at us um, on Twitter, which is also EquivexPod. You can send us an email to equivexpod at gmail.com directly, or you can use the form on our website, which is staytogethernetwork.com slash contact, and send us your questions, and then we'll answer them. We did this during the mid-series. I forget what episode it was. I guess if this is 48, then it would have been around... I was going to say 20-something. 25, (laughs) something like that. So, um, yeah, we're going to do that again, and it'll be a great time. Mm -hmm. Now it's official. Yeah. Send your questions. Mm -hmm. It's happening. Just in time for me to have just finished moving, probably to another echoey room. So hope everybody's excited. <laughs> can answer your questions with the the gravitas of an echoey room. Yeah, two Ellens to answer all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> so are you ready to talk about all the crazy shit that happens today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets a little harder to summarize like what exactly is happening. Like. <laughs> I think I at some questions. point I just said something like some trippy shit happens. And <laughs> <laughs> One of my notes briefly had a comment on it in like Google, the man Google doc that was like, I don't know. Is this right? Figure it out later. <laughs> <So> <laughs> think about this more or something like that. So, yeah. so that yeah. where it's like, I understand instinctively what's happening. I'm just not sure how to describe it in words. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, that'll be fun for Kayla to summarize. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll hear what you get. We'll get to hear what you say right now. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. And I didn't read it over after doing it, so you can tell me if it actually makes sense. Or... All right. Oh. <laughs> It'll make I was just, just like, good as much enough. Sense as, you know, <laughs> yeah. just just really commit to the esoteric bullshit. Mm-hmm. Didn't I message you this week and say like it was all about? <laughs> it yeah. was all about Kabbalah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good times. <laughs> Do you think Arakawa is part of a, a secret society or some bullshit? Yes. 
Is she like How? one of the Knights Templar? Or There's whatever? no way one single person can write a series this good. <laughs> as her, as her, like second career publication or whatever, something. Yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah, I feel like she's not, but like her picture is like on the wall of like a lot of societies of like, do not let this person in. <laughs> <laughs> so she knows too much. Yeah. I mean, while she's just like, like she's a... gonna put it in a manga. <laughs> <laughs> she knows too much about cow farming. Can't let her in. <laughs> I really want to read Silver Spoon after we finish this. Just saying. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be any esoteric bullshit at all, but I just want to yeah. read it because I like Arakawa. Mm-hmm. It's like significantly less uh, Kabbalah <laughs> references in Silver Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> but her new series is all more more magical mystical, isn't it? In theory. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it. It looks it, yeah. From the single preview image we have so far. <laughs> yeah. From our, all our guesses. Well, that'll mm-hmm. be fun. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for that. Yeah, me too. Let's do a podcast about that and just make wild guesses as it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a monthly, it's pub- published monthly, right? So. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just commit to a bunch of random stuff. Not right. <laughs> anyway, 103 and 104. Yeah, I was going to say, but for now, chapters <laughs> 103 and 104. Before you start, I was disappointed by the titles for both of these. They're like, the first one is like, for whom? And the second one is the center of the world. No mm-hmm. girl on the battlefield. Not there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do really like the title page for 104, though, with the uh, the five sacrifices lined up, mm-hmm. their arms crossed, all serious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit's about to go down. Mm-hmm. So chapter 103 opens back at the radio station, where Mrs. Bradley is desperately asking for any news of her son, and if she can at least go and see her husband now. Out of the question, Breda says. Insurgent forces are all over the city. It's not safe for you to be out there, ma'am. Mrs. Bradley reluctantly agrees that he's right, while some of Mustang's other men whispered nearby about how if they let her see Bradley, he'll either kill her or use her against them. Meanwhile, Maria and Denny are talking now, with her asking how he managed to find them here. He explains that he heard her voice on the radio, then came and told the central troops outside that one of the terrorists was an acquaintance of his. The soldiers sent him in, hoping he could convince them to surrender, or, failing that, assess their forces and report back. Maria asks if they never considered he might change sides, and he sheepishly admits that he had been pretty vocally anti-Mustang up until that point. He asks where the colonel is, and Maria says he's not here. I'm sure he's made his way into Central HQ by now. Well, sort of. (laughs) Roy is in father's lair, clutching at his now sightless eyes. Izumi asks if he really can't see anything, which he confirms, and Ed says, If you saw the portal, then you must have attempted human transmutation. Do you really think I would do that? Roy asks. Ed takes in his despairing expression and says, I guess not. He wouldn't agree to our request, so we forced him to open the portal, Pride explains. But everything turned out all right in the end. With his eyesight gone, Colonel Mustang is in no position to cause us any trouble. Ed snaps that this is fucking bullshit. Almost a direct quote. (laughs) (laughs) You said before that the truth mets out fitting punishment to those who cross the line. I agree that guys like us who chose to attempt human transmutation got what we deserved, but the colonel didn't make that choice. He was forced, and for that he lost his vision. Where's the justice in that? I'll never accept that anything so inconsistent could be the truth. Father frowns at him. Whether or not you agree with the means is irrelevant. Accept your reality, alchemist. Ed and I'll take up a fighting stance. Sorry, but we're not the type to give up so easy. Ed eyes up father in pride, remarking that both of them at once isn't going to be an easy fight, and Izumi suggests they just try to escape, since they need all five of them there together. But Father quickly shoots down that notion. There is no escape. You're already inside me. 
And we see what he means when we cut to up above, where Riza and the Chimeras have come to a stop before a huge, writhing black mass that now surrounds the area around the lair. What the hell is that? They wonder. Is that guy they call father inside there? Riza remembers Bradley stating that Roy is with their father now, though he may not still have all his limbs, and frowns deeply with worry. Back in the lair, May suddenly steps forward and announces that she'll be taking father in his immortality, much to Ed Nal's surprise. You two can handle the little homunculus, she says. Ed notes that pride is almost as dangerous as the boss, but then a thought suddenly occurs to him. He turns toward Roy. They made you open the portal by force, he repeats. And then he thinks, if they can do that, then it seems like they had no reason to wait around for guys like us who attempted human transmutation by our own free will. They could have captured any old alchemists and assembled their sacrifices ages ago. So why hadn't they done it until now? So you figured it out too, Full Metal, Roy says. When he pulled me into the transmutation circle, he said, I don't really want to use this method, but I have no choice. Which means they were taking a big risk, Ed concludes. He watches Pride try to cover the flaking part of his face again, and says, Let's give it a try, then. Ed now quickly launch an alchemical attack toward Pride. They're pleased to confirm that they're still able to use their alchemy, and are even more pleased when Pride leaps away when they lunge for him. Until now, Pride used its shadowy form to block any attacks. We've got him on the run. As they continue to fight Pride, Father grumps about all the damage being done to his home at least until May throws one of her knives right into his head. He seems more annoyed than anything about this. There's no reason for you to be here. Be gone, he says. May insists that she has her own reasons for being there, but Father remains unimpressed. He sucks the knife fully into his body, then shoots it back out at May at a greatly increased size, sneering, I think this belongs to you. She dodges out of the way, then leaps back into counterattack. But Hohenheim manages to free his head from Father's body and shouts out a warning. Don't do it, girl. He can transmute without moving. It comes a second too late, as May's foot makes contact, and alchemical energy surges outward, tearing into May and knocking her back. Back in the surface world, some construction workers are watching the eclipse progress and wondering if whatever is going on in the city is ever going to stop so they can resume their work. As they talk, one of them notices a group of Ishvalans running quickly through the alley down below. Nearby, some out-of-the-loop central soldiers at a guard station are trying to figure out what's going on at HQ, but they're getting conflicting reports and can't raise anyone on the radio. And to make matters worse, groups of Ishvalans have been sighted throughout the city. Could they be involved with the terrorist attacks? Right on cue, an Ishvalan warrior leaps down from the roof above and knocks out the lead soldier, while another comes from behind to help take out the others. With the soldiers down, the warriors call to their comrades, and two more Ishvalans, one protectively clutching a large rolled-up paper or cloth, hurry to join them, and they all move on past the guard post. Elsewhere in the city, another group of Ishvalans consult a map and knock on a door, then barge into the woman's house as soon as she opens it. The woman, understandably, screams, but one of the invaders politely says that they're not going to hurt her, and asks if she can answer one question for them. One of the others holds up a map of the city and points to a spot on it. Is your house definitely the one right here at the X? he asks. The confused woman confirms that it is. In another part of town, yet another group of Ishvalans reaches their designated spot, which they notice thankfully in an abandoned warehouse. They observe the continuing eclipse and darkening sky, then unfurl their rolled up paper and set it carefully down on the ground. Now, it's all up to you, Scar, they say. Back underground, Scar is still facing off against Fuhrer Bradley, and Bradley, at least, seems to be having a great time, despite all the bleeding he's doing. He holds his swords grandly out to the side and says, It's an amazing feeling, embracing mortality, knowing that the next fight won't stop until one of us is dead. Rank, class, nationality, race, gender, name, none of these things matter now. Nothing is holding us back. We fight only for ourselves. That is what it means to live. Yes, it's been a long time coming. He smiles serenely, then charges into attack.
He and Scar trade vicious blows back and forth, and Bradley eagerly shouts for Scar to fight even harder. That's not enough. That's not nearly enough. Try to break me, nameless human. His aggression pushes Scar back, where he slips on a puddle of blood and stumbles, giving Bradley the opportunity to rush in and slash across his shoulders with his swords. Scar regains his footing and manages to split one of Bradley's swords in two with his destruction alchemy. But Bradley grabs the broken blade in his bare hand and drives it through Scar's right arm, then into his shoulder, pinning it in place as he drives Scar down to the floor. With Scar's only weapon immobilized, Bradley rears back with his remaining sword, ready to make the final blow. But as he brings the blade down, Scar slaps his left hand down onto the floor, and with a spark of alchemy, spikes suddenly shoot up from the ground, slicing into Bradley's arm and side and driving him back. Bradley rolls and recovers, clutching at his arm, and stares at Scar with wide-eyed shock. You didn't think I had that in me. It's written all over your face, Scar says as he gets to his feet. I can see why. Until just recently, even I couldn't imagine myself tapping into that power. He pulls the broken blade out of his arm and pulls off his coat, revealing the detailed symbols now tattooed onto his left arm. I did not make this choice lightly, but in the end, it was the only real option, he says, clenching his fists and holding it up. This arm holds the secrets found in my brother's research notes. The power of reconstruction. And that's the end of chapter 103. All right. <laughs> was his left arm tattooed all this time? Like, was it revealed? No. Okay, just checking. <laughs> yeah, I think basically after the time skip is when that happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's been it's wearing a, the coat since the... Yeah. He's wearing since coat for the time, time skip. Yes. Mm-hmm. Chapter 104 picks up right where the last chapter left off, and Bradley laughs with a strange enjoyment at Scar's reveal. You never stop struggling, do you, he says. You humans. From there we cut back to Father's lair, where May hits the ground bleeding from Father's attack, while Ed and Al call out to her in alarm. Ed tells Al to go and help her, insisting that he can take on Pride by himself. Pride, annoyed, immediately lashes out with his shadows, and Ed quickly deflects the attacks. Pride sneers at him to not get the wrong idea. You just haven't fulfilled your purpose yet. You need me alive, huh? Then I'll just have to defeat all of you before your big finale. Defeat me, Pride scoffs. By all means, try. Because of your size, you've always fought people bigger than yourself. In other words, you have no experience fighting opponents smaller than you. He ducks under Ed's guard and attacks from below, slicing across Ed's face. But he manages to avoid a deeper wound and retaliates more quickly than Pride expects. It's true that I've fought mostly big guys, Ed says. And that's why... I know all the tricks in a little guy's playbook. He punches Pride across the face, and then, as he's reeling back, grabs him and headbutts him, causing a chunk of Pride's face over his right eye to rather horrifyingly shatter. Does this count as a child dismemberment? (laughs) (laughs) Is Pride a child? I have questions. (laughs) It's like esoteric being dismemberment. Yeah. (laughs) Across the room, May has managed to sketch out a circle to close her own wounds, though she's obviously quite weakened. Father remarks that she's surprisingly resilient before forming a gun from his gross dripping hand and firing at her. (laughs) Al jumps in front of her just in time to block the bullets with his armor body. She weakly pushes herself up behind him, but Al tells her to stay still and save her strength. He turns back toward Father and launches an alchemical attack at him. Sorry if this hits you, Dad, he calls out as he does. (laughs) Which is adorable. (laughs) Father easily deflects this attack, as well as the one Izumi attempts from his other side. Playtime is over, he says, annoyed, and then lashes out with thick black tendrils that wrap around each of the four fighting sacrifices. He slams them down to the ground and looks upward. The time has come. Human sacrifices, fulfill your destiny. Back above ground, the eclipse is reaching its peak. The brig soldiers holding the command center look out the window and take note of how dark it is. General Clemens, still tied to a chair in the room, starts to panic, screaming and begging to be taken to the center of the circle. 
All around the city, people excitedly watch as the eclipse becomes full. And below ground, Father shouts in triumph, The time has come! The ground begins to shake, reaching all corners of the country, and alarming several old friends from our long journey. Father, grinning widely, begins to preach to his sacrifices about his grand ambition. You humans think so much of yourself, but have you ever considered that you're only one small part of the life form that is our planet? No, not a life form. It would be more accurate to call it a consciousness. A consciousness that holds not only the minuscule knowledge of your species, but the knowledge of all matter in the universe. Have you ever considered how much power one could acquire if a portal to such knowledge were opened? That, my dear human sacrifices, is the portal that you will help me to open here and now. I see. So this is the center, Greed interrupts, appearing suddenly from behind yeah. Father. <laughs> <laughs> it's great because it's a page flip, too. I was like, oh my god, yeah. there he is! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pops, how about you give me the keys to the universe? I'm gonna take the whole damn world. Like he's borrowing the keys to the truck. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have fun, fun, fun until... Daddy takes away. <laughs> <laughs> Greed slashes at Father, who at first seems to take damage from this, but actually just disperses into a more shadowy form. I knew you would come, my son Greed. After all, you were born of my covetous spirit. It's only logical that what I desire, you would also desire. He expels Hohenheim from his body, but keeps him restrained in a tendril of shadow, then leaps across the room to reform atop his throne next to his desk slash lab bench. The true center is right here. Hohenheim tries to fight back and stop him, but he can do nothing restrained as he is. Father slams his hand down on his desk, activating the circle under his human sacrifice chessboard. Energy rushes out, and each of his sacrifices flinches as a dark void eye opens on their abdomens. Outside, the dark material surrounding the lair spreads outward, enveloping Riza and the Chimeras, Scar and Bradley, and others nearest the center of the circle. Back within the circle, energy continues to surge between Father and his sacrifices. The force of it pushes May, Greed, and Pride back, and Father laughs in triumphant delight. Yes, he cries. Portals, fight one another, repel each other's power. What a glorious cacophony. It's all I can do to contain it. And now I'll use this power to open the very planet's portal. And then... The nationwide transmutation circle begins to activate. Shadowy hands reach out of the ground all across the country, and citizens begin to fall to the ground, clutching at their throats. We see familiar friends falling. Miles and Grumman out east, and Winry and Panaco in Risenbull. Winry mumbles Ed's name as she reaches out, and Panaco grumbles that she's going to smack Hohenheim the next time she sees him. <laughs> Above everything, the hands stretch higher into the sky, and a shadowy door appears and slowly opens. A massive projection of Father emerges from the door, reaching desperately toward the sky. God, hear my soul crying out. Come to me, he shouts. Things get a little trippy, with the eclipse in the sky becoming another eye, as another huge door opens. The shadowy hands of each door reach out to each other. Father grabs at them, crying, Yes, come to me. I'll no longer be bound by you. I'll drag you down to the ground, and make you a part of me. The energy of the two clashing portals flares brightly. Then the eye fades back into the eclipse, and everything falls dark and silent. All across the country, the people of Amestris lie motionless. Down in the lair, everyone, now freed from father, coughs and shakily pushes themselves up. Rory asks what happened, then notices that everything seems strangely quiet. This alarms Ed, who jumps up and cries, Was everybody turned into philosopher stones? Yes, a voice replies, as a figure steps out of the dust and into the center of the room. It takes a colossal amount of energy to contain God within me. The people of this country were converted into energy to serve that purpose. And now, both God and his people are all within me. 
While Pride looks pleased, everyone else looks on in horror. Hohenheim grits his teeth and mutters, Damn it, so you've really done it. Yes, it was a success, Father says. He steps forward, revealing a newly young and strong human-looking body. I thank you for your help. All of you. And that's the end of chapter 104. Okay. That guy did the thing. <laughs> he, did the thing. he didn't make an immortal army. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. It's almost like that was a terrible, obvious lie. Yeah, it seems like a lie. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they said that, I was like, that is not the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently a bunch of them bought into it. Yeah. I mean, he seems well, like they were lured in by things. the promise of immortality, like uh like doctor said. Yeah. It's like, oh, those chumps upstairs. <laughs> Only lured in just by immortality. Not by being like told that he was like, I was lured in by amoral science. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to be lured in. He was like, oh, I heard you're doing some immoral science and he just like Yeah, he up. like he like broke down <laughs> the door and was like, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> That was some trippy shit that happened. Come on, yep. <laughs> Let's jump right into that. How about that? No trippy shit? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I enjoyed it. So this is my mm-hmm. take on what happened. So, like, Father, he took all their... He used all their experience from, like, knowledge they gained from the portal to, like, open a bigger... Open the earth, the portal and the earth somehow. Mm-hmm. And, like, get the sun. Open the sun's portal. I feel like um, if it wasn't this all referenced in the transportation circle in Xerxes, wasn't uh, it like alliance? It wasn't. A cir- I don't think it was a circle, but yeah, it was a. It was yeah, some the, sort like, of bringing uh, God down to earth and mm-hmm, yeah, this mm-hmm. lion swallowing the sun and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. esoteric bullshit. <laughs> yeah, esoteric bullshit. Is that what the homunculus tried to do before? I don't think so. No, I think he was just I trying think... to break free of the flask oh, the, originally. The flask. Mm-hmm. Um. But then I think he's like, well, if I can do that with one city or whatever Xerxes yeah. was, country. Yeah, whatever. Sort of a city uh, state? Yeah, I don't it's know. like a free country. I don't know. Well, because there were other like outskirts cities, weren't there? Or like uh, I don't know. suburbs, maybe? Yeah, it was definitely more than yeah. one city. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's definitely it was definitely smaller than a mestris. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Exactly. So, yeah, basically, so it's like, okay, so using all of the souls of people in a mestris, then he's then able to contain the energy. Formerly mm-hmm. known as God, the energy of "quote unquote" God within yes. himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so does that? Okay, well, I mean, it's not revealed, but do you think that that means at least not revealed in this at this point? But so does that mean he like would have the power to like I don't know, like punish people, like the truth or whatever? I wonder what that even means. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, he, he said, "I'm not bound yeah, by I don't... you anymore." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's got a, a lot of power. I'm not sure if he could like do the exact same like yeah. transaction kind of stuff that truth the truth does, but mm-hmm. mm. but he was definitely like driven by the desire to be greater than like above God. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the rules of the universe or whatever, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which he hinted at before with his whole like, I don't want to be human. I want to be a perfect being or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did say that like two chapters ago or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All I was imagining, and I chuckled while you were talking, was um, when Ursula becomes super powerful, <laughs> gains Triton's <laughs> powers, and <laughs> the little mermaid. <laughs> My mind just went phenomenal cosmic powers, itty bitty living space. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what he needed all the all the souls for to be able yeah. to contain 
the energy of God. That's what it is. <laughs> so it's like he doesn't even need the like lives. It's just like literally the energy to contain them. Yeah. To contain mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I love all the the like showing like all around the country what's going on things like yeah. the one page that has all the panels of everyone reacting to like the ground starting to shake mm-hmm. and then like showing everyone starting to collapse and you... it's so horrifying that you can see it's not like instant it's like they can feel it happening yeah mm-hmm. i'm not happy about winry and pinaco mm-hmm. I mean, yeah like not, the ones who are happy in the... about the situation before, yeah or, but you know mm-hmm. like the ones we but... see are like people who are kind of in the know and so they're like oh shit it's starting like <laughs> mm-hmm I like how so like they kind of like, do something like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I was like, I told, told you to leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told her to get out of a mistress. And she was like, it'll be fine. It's not fine. <laughs> I think she was just like, fuck that. I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She's the panthers of, panthers of Resinbull. Yeah. The panthers of Resinbull she's... doesn't leave. <laughs> yeah, she, she's... Do you know how much it's time like, what's she going to be? The panthers of Sheen? Just gotta stay invisible. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of honest, the Panthers of, of Sheen. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not happy about that. But I am really mm-hmm. happy about the weird esoteric bullshit imagery that we had, where it's yeah. like the whole door opening in the earth, mm-hmm. and then, like the homunculus like stepping out with its like big yeah. eye and being like, I want to take you. And then like the eye opens in the sky. I also really like the eyes, the portals opening in like Ed and Hohenheim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. It was cool. I was like, oh my God, look at his body. It's all a, a portal. Look at that. <laughs> like it was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, saw, I love the whole concept of the planet having its own like portal. I Like portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's like you, this like this, the 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 planet is a life form. It's only one small part of this like greater consciousness. It wasn't mm-hmm. esoteric mm-hmm. bullshit in the end, but it's yeah. like well, <laughs> yeah. the reason they needed to have done human sacrifices is so they have access to the like, you know, the phenomenal cosmic power that they had yeah. through the portal. <laughs> Just a bit of phenomenal cosmic power through the portal is better, I guess. Yeah. And somehow, using that, using that, like I guess the homunculus is able to kind of like use that knowledge or the way that they're like tapped in to open mm-hmm. the portal in the earth yeah it seems like there's something about like the portals themselves too because he says something about like the portals like repelling against each other and, like, mm-hmm. like their energy yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah i think the the earth having a portal is very connected to the all is one and one mm-hmm. is all yeah i was just about to say i was like um, it's kind of the like mm-hmm. the logical extreme of the whole mm-hmm. concept that kind of underpins the series mm-hmm. yeah I like that they all. I guess it kind of implies that you all have your you have your own portal and your own truth as well. Mm-hmm. Like we like mm-hmm. we've talked about that before with all their doors being different. It's not like there's just yeah. one. Like they're yeah like they're part of a collective consciousness. But like, I guess when the portal opens in all of them, it's like their own portal opening. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm just not. I'm not thinking of like Earth Chan gates or the truth. <laughs> you know how it's like. Like we saw Mustang's truth was a bit taller and like older. <laughs> you got like the earth goes into the gate and turns around and there's like a white earth behind it. <laughs> like a big a big white like circle. A big white yeah. sphere grinning creepily. <laughs> um Maybe the earth takes is like, what? Uh you know like It's like you remember the laws of equivalent exchange, don't you? Don't you earth? <laughs> <laughs> The what earth, are they gonna take Greenland? No, they're gonna take like the ozone layer. It's already happened. 
I was going to ask you, do you remember? Maybe Sophia, that's what happened. <laughs> you, lived in the, you lived through a, a solar eclipse being directly over you. Do mm-hmm. you remember any nefarious portal opening that happened? Or have you been in like an alternate reality all this time? I have questions for you. That's <laughs> Not that I'm aware why, of, but... You know what? I think that's why they always tell you, don't stare directly. Have some sort of protective cover so you <laughs> it, don't yeah. see it. Yeah, you've seen the portal. Oh. Yeah. It was pretty trippy, though. I could definitely understand like an eclipse being... Like the source of some esoteric mm-hmm. bullshit cosmic power. Like it's just yeah. a pretty trippy thing that ha- to happen. I briefly tried to mm-hmm. look up the esoteric <laughs> bullshit meaning and symbolism of an eclipse, like in, in astrology or whatever, and I I couldn't find like multiple sources that said the same thing. But some were like mm-hmm. it's about like realignment and aligning. You know, the sun and the earth are, or the sun and the the moon and the earth are all in alignment, and so therefore like. You know, you can you can use it to reaffirm your goals or whatever. And some were like, "It's fucked up." <laughs> yeah. like, okay. it's about a it's about a fun, uh, like um, you know, like opposites being in yeah. um in 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 like combat with each other. So it's like the mm-hmm. exact opposite thing. It's like, oh, well, if all these esoteric yeah. bull things don't bullshit things don't agree. Then how can I possibly form an opinion? Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but interesting. It's, it's definitely like. Like you're like I can understand why ancient people thought the world was ending. Like, yeah, for sure, this is happening. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really fucked up. You sent yeah. us pictures of what it looked like, and it was mm-hmm. it was really fucked up. <laughs> now, um, to go with sort of the what they were saying in early, like with the sun representing God. I mean, you do have a smaller entity just completely overtaking the sun. Mm-hmm. I think thing is very fitting for for the, the homunculus's goal. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, yeah, symbolic and shit. I think there's some symbolic, but also it doesn't because it's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. it is yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, and, yeah, and then having the sun turn to the eye. eye. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the freaking like eye imagery, the portal is so like cool and weird. I love it. Yeah. Now I'm just imagining, like in Shing, where there's probably not an eclipse, seeing all this happen from like an angle where they're like they're not all that lined up and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's like, did anyone see that big ass <laughs> that door, <laughs> door open? The moon? And... <laughs> yeah, did you see that eye come out of the sky? <laughs> yeah, that's like where I would have been during the eclipse. It was like yeah. <laughs> the same eclipse that sent you to another dimension, uh, or your took your soul to to make you part of a collective energy to contain mm-hmm. a god or whatever. <laughs> would have been like, what's up with that giant fucking eyeball in the sky? Yeah. <laughs> And then also, it, now that we know that he wanted to be a god, it kind of makes a lot, like all the, the especially Christianity, mm-hmm. like references, especially with him, mm-hmm. make a whole lot of sense. Creating the sins, yeah. calling himself father, all that, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that does make sense. It's like what he really wanted to be all this time was buff young Hohenheim. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh about that. And it kind of made sense because he seemed like he was like older than Hohenheim. When mm-hmm. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. um, like he kind of was using his all his life energy, making his horcruxes or whatnot. So yeah, so yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and yeah, it does make sense that he wanted to be more more than human and a god, um, mm-hmm. and cast off all of his like sins, you know, to become perfect or whatever. There's a lot of Christian Im- imagery there. Yeah. yeah. Hohenheim says that he wanted a family and that he's jealous of humans, but I don't think that's necessarily true. I think he did want to become greater than he always thought of himself as being better than humans and yeah, mm-hmm. was continuing that trend. <laughs> yeah. I do think he has some like some of the uh, envy shit going on at his core with the like, mm-hmm. like 
humans are so terrible. I hope they notice me. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want them to notice me. I mm-hmm. want to be. I want to be even better than them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it's because, like, what he said with greed, you know, you're made out of my whatever. Covetous you know, spirit. Whatever you, yeah. Whatever you, uh, it makes sense that you want whatever I want. So it kind of makes sense that all of the other sins do represent him mm-hmm. in a way, at mm-hmm. least. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I thought, so it's kind of interesting. So, like, the homunculus built up this whole, like, layer and, like, this kind of, like, bubble around them. They were, like, inside the whole time. Mm-hmm. They really mm-hmm. thought of everything to keep people from getting to where he is, I guess. But yeah, yeah. He's like, "Oh, you're already inside me." And it's like, ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and I also really enjoyed that someone kills can just transmute without doing anything. Like, yeah, yeah. Booped out the um, giant knife, maze giant mm-hmm. knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like that. <laughs> Through the yeah. middle of his head. <laughs> yeah. Elephant being like. Just kind of confused about why May is even there. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, how mm-hmm. did you? What? Go. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's interesting that you mentioned that um, the homunculus is kind of like jealous of people because the homunculus also takes on that like really human shape for like most of that time mm-hmm. until greed comes oh, and yeah, trying yeah, to like yeah. fuck him up, and then he becomes like more shadowy and whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. he has this kind of like head shape and body shape. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do you need to do that? But I don't know. I wonder if it's just like a design choice from Arakawa instead of making him like a big floating, you know, shadow ball or something. Mm-hmm. But I think it's. I mean, place. there's the yeah. what, like God created man in His image. Mm-hmm. So True. if he wants to emulate God, it makes sense that he'd be kind of human shaped. I guess. So. Wow. I guess either that or it has to do with his like jealousy of, of people. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, I like, Could it's like, he's yeah. like a jello mold, you know, he was using the skin suit for so long, that he just stayed that yeah. way. <laughs> 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 he's a jello jiggler. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of looks like that until he like turns into shadows and you're like, oh, okay, you're like an ethereal shadow, not just like a blob, because it mm-hmm. kind of looks like blobby jello jiggly <laughs> before yeah. that. Especially with mm-hmm. Hohenheim, and the sound effect is like gloop, 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 like yeah. it sounds like liquid, <laughs> not like a shadow, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's meant to be somewhat solid, like <laughs> like a jello at that point. Yeah, <laughs> he's ooblick. Yeah, and then he made the goopy gun, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First of all, I was like, "You don't need a gun. You're a creepy homunculus. Why do you need to do that?" <laughs> That's like the only the third time in the series that we've ever seen anything like a gun. Probably the third time. Let me think. No, I mean, at least like what, directly like, in a transmuted, fight. like yeah. <laughs> Well, I was mm. thinking of, like, the Winry with the gun. Riza. Well, I mean, Riza all the time. Yeah, it's like, it's like we got a, <laughs> a backdrop of military, than, so there's a lot of guns. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, especially in all okay. the scenes leading up to this, too. But mm-hmm. I guess, like, mm-hmm. I mean, directly in a fight with, like, an alchemy fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bringing a gun to an alchemy fight. I see, I see. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was one of the first things we had uh, Cornello try to... Right. Like, transmute a gun oh, out of this well, thing, right. and then turned oh, yeah. it... Yeah, then it, like... Relapsed mm-hmm. onto his hand or whatever. Oh, rebounded, like exactly not like relapsed. Rebounded. <laughs> rebounded. <laughs> yeah, it rebounded into mm-hmm. his hand and it was disgusting. Yeah. Yes, I remember talking about that in probably the first episode or second episode. <laughs> Forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And you thought it was kind of interesting. But Al blocked it anyway. So mm-hmm. You mentioned Al using his, his armor to block people being hurt a lot, which he did this mm-hmm. time too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which he could do because he left behind yeah, he his did. human body. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was going to say, he left behind mm-hmm. his scrawny body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> scrawny Alphonse. <laughs> Did you leave the scrawny Alphonse here or the sexy Alphonse here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and they could still use their alchemy this time when they fought in Father Slayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was good. Skimped. <laughs> Oh, I really liked the fight between Ed and Pride, too. Mm-hmm. Where Pride is like, yes. you're not used to fighting short people. <laughs> yeah. And Ed is like, just kidding. I know all of your tactics. Yeah. The tiny child fight. <laughs> <laughs> Two tiny children. <laughs> tiny child versus tiny child. <laughs> I mean, like 50% of the cast is tiny children, so. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. He just yeah, it like is really shatters. Creepy. Yeah. Oh, Pride's so skull. Good. <laughs> I didn't realize it worked like that. Like, you could just shatter things and they just break in that pixely pattern. <laughs> it does make him seem like kind of like a I think it's a doll only if you're something. born fully of alchemy. <laughs> <laughs> Be funny what? if everything in that world just shatters like that, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, you drop a vase and it's just in all these little pixels and you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> everything is safety glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does make him seem even less like it really dehumanizes him in that scene mm-hmm. where he's mm-hmm. just got like half of a pixely face. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it a lot though. It was creepy and I liked it. I really like Ed's like outrage over the unfairness of <laughs> Yeah. Like Roy's quote unquote punishment. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, Yeah, we deserve that shit, but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we fucked with the laws of, of of you know ethics and society and whatnot, so we should be punished. But Roy didn't do anything. Yeah. And uh, the homunculus is like meh, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> like well, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he seems like really confused by like Ed's like protest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, it doesn't matter what is... you think. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. His whole scheme is to usurp God's power anyway, so he obviously yeah. like, doesn't really. It doesn't matter. It's beneath him. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what were you going to say, Cosm? I think it's a very shonen thing. Is like <laughs> to when like like a higher power doesn't work the way that seems fair or or something. They reject that higher power rather than saying like that's what it is. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's sort of what he's doing. Is like, oh, that doesn't seem very fair. So clearly, he's not the truth. Right, mm-hmm. more than like. Yeah. I think it also shows just like Ed's, um, like long, long term changing relationship to the whole idea of like the like laws of alchemy and everything from like the beginning mm-hmm. of the series. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you, Cosmo. I feel like fairness in general is like a, a concept that comes up a lot in shonen anime. Like, what's mm-hmm. fair and what's not. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, as a very very broad concept. But also, and I think mm-hmm. you're also right. Um, like at Kayla, I think like it is it is showing his like Ed hasn't talked about things being fair or equivalent exchange or whatever for like quite a long time. Like mm-hmm. you know Yeah, like I think uh like I think at the start of the series, like especially before they like tried human transmutation or like early on after that, but I think like even at the like beginning of the like normal timeline of the series, he's still pretty like like this is how alchemy works. This is the laws of the world, and yeah, that's what he said to Rose. Work yeah. within them and stuff. Yeah, like what he said to Rose, mm. and deal with it. Yeah, but now he's been a little more like I can like work around this, or or like it's not that or it's, it's not like it's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's not it's yeah. not it just. Sense. So I don't I shouldn't we shouldn't just accept that. Like mm-hmm. 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 yeah, 
I was really happy that Greedling came back on a completely different note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we expressed our, our joy with screaming earlier, but <laughs> um, I was like, he's there. He's And he tried. He did a good job, but uh, yeah. hard to fight a shadow. <laughs> yeah, I guess not much to say other than he's back. <laughs> Baby. He, he tried. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's in the middle with everyone else, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like he's in the main character zone. Yeah, really. <laughs> we briefly talked about this during the recording, but Scar's arm, Scar's arm mm-hmm. is now tattooed again. Yeah. I was like, yeah. was I really mm-hmm. that dumb that I didn't notice it all this time? No, it just wasn't tattooed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He embraced the power of reconstruction from his brother's notes. Mm-hmm. Scar and the power of love. <laughs> yeah, he did. And can you, I have a question. This is unreal. It's not covered in the text. Can you, can you just like alchemy yourself a tattoo? Like, can you just imagine? Or did he have to, like, go to a person and be like, okay, you need to do it exactly like this? Well, um, I imagine Scar couldn't because he didn't have the power of reconstruction. <laughs> True. But yeah. I guess theoretically probably someone could. I don't know how like, good maybe? it would be. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Because you would need ink and probably a basic understanding of, like, skin. Mm-hmm. I suppose. But then do they have the same sort of, like... <laughs> <laughs> well i'm just thinking like you know some people are like oh but that's not a real tattoo you know like so, it's a temporary it's, tattoo it, yeah. <laughs> no but, no you i know, think if like, you injected yeah. if you did it the same way or like to the same like depth that you i mean roy roy can like boil people's eyeballs so yeah. if you were that no, skilled i'm, I'm you could more probably... i'm more talking from like a like a puritist kind of standpoint you know like <laughs> that's not a tattoo come on a real tattoo it, it's art you know you gotta you gotta you sit know. there while someone jabs you over and over again with yeah and it's all the flaws and mm-hmm. you know imperfections of uh of having that hand tattoo yeah, but wouldn't like, it have to be like perfect i don't know how perfect how how perfect would it need to be to i guess it just needs to be kind of a circle or whatever whatever however yeah. it works you know i don't know mm-hmm. Anyway, listen, yeah. I was just, I was just throwing <laughs> that out there. <laughs> There's some alchemist out there that's like, their state alchemy research is like, I'm the tattoo alchemist. <laughs> I'm the pigmented alchemist or something. <laughs> there was a little beginning in the recording studio with Brosh and... Yeah, Denny. The, uh, our friend Denny uh, and Maria Ross. Yeah. I feel like it was just kind of an intro, but at least they're like together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was cute. I like I the... Like He's like, they never considered you might switch sides. And he's like, yeah, I was really, really vocally anti-Mustang until like two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Everybody probably knew that. It's like, I was yeah. saying some stuff. Don't worry about it. He's like passing notes in the cafeteria like, Mustang sucks. And like, yeah. <laughs> like right, Mustang is a jerk.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yes, so they they chatted at least. That's good. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about, I was thinking about Scar still a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he, he fought Bradley. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of like is in the middle of fighting Bradley, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but I like, I thought it was interesting that Bradley was like, like there's no, no ranks or name or anything to mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, be between us. It's just mm-hmm. like this fight to live. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, you mm-hmm. humans never stop struggling, do you?" Or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, Bradley like really seems to be enjoying this fight to the death. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but he that he's definitely he's going to die like afterward like even mm-hmm. if he wins like mm-hmm. he's experiencing mortality for the first time mm-hmm. well although mm-hmm. he i mean he always only had one soul but i guess he's mm-hmm. just like super powerful it's yeah. never come up yeah. yeah he's just never been challenged to like mm-hmm. any degree mm-hmm. yeah i guess that's what it is mm-hmm. now he can finally understand also... humans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think it's also interesting that this fight you know that Bradley saying that, you know, there's no rank, anything like that, mm-hmm. is with Scar, who previously cast away his family, his name, mm-hmm. his religion, and all that. Um, just very fitting match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also like, yeah, there still kind of is Bradley. Like, you're the, <laughs> you're the leader of the country yeah. who signed into order a genocide against this guy's people. Like... <laughs> There's some subtext still. He yeah. he thinks that, but nobody else. Yeah. No, the rest of us think that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we're just like two bros fighting, and Scar's like, I'm not really fighting you. I'm just trying to distract you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it turned out that the Ishvalans weren't um, doing any terrorist junk. They're just going into people's yeah. houses and asking them if they live there. Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I love the woman like screaming and clutching her child, and then they're like, "Excuse me, miss, do you live in this spot right here?" And they're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, "All right, I guess there yeah, something they're, else will happen." They're doing later, something. But... <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> something that has to do with Scar, because they're like, "It's yeah. all up to you, Scar. Mm-hmm. We're ready for you, man." Yeah, and he said he'd said in a previous chapter that, like during the time skip, he'd been going around the country and like gathering allies among the mm-hmm. Ishvalan mm-hmm. refugees so mm-hmm. yeah we saw it before so he's he's got this like plan happening and he's been preparing for a long time which is interesting mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. like quietly like other things have been happening in the plot and then this has also been happening yeah and he also got his ta- mm-hmm. new tattoo sweet new tattoo mm-hmm. on his left mm-hmm. arm so yeah Some, something's going on but mm-hmm. first he must kill Bradley to the death Mm-hmm. <laughs> kill him to death <laughs> here's you keep and I'll tell you why <laughs> well he he already has a special eye so that has to be cut out for sure yeah <laughs> yeah it's just interesting I feel like Bradley's always been kind of an interesting character because of his relationship with humanity mm-hmm. like outwardly he's like yeah whatever humans mm-hmm. yeah like when the other homunculi are around but then he's kind of like hmm interesting every time they people do yeah. something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he feels like more connected to them at this point. That's somehow mm-hmm. exhilarating for him. Yeah, like he seems like delighted to be like genuinely surprised by Scar's actions and and getting the uh, reconstruction array. Mm-hmm. His sick new sleeve is that what you're saying? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's his sweet tats. <laughs> mm, we're the most uh, straight edge people that ever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It is a very, it is very aesthetically pleasing with both of them, though. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. all matchy matchy. Not mm-hmm. exactly, but but close in their yeah. same style. Yeah. This is why mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, oh, he like alchemied it, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was like, do exactly this to some yeah. person. Yeah, like, was I like need to find a very skilled tattoo artist. <laughs> I mean, it seems like alchemy tattoos are kind of a thing, so I bet there's, like, a yeah. whole specialty in a mistress that's, like, alchemy yeah. tattoo artist. Because, <laughs> like, Kimberly, He's like, I, Kimberly he's like, I need them. you to tattoo this uh, reconstruction array on my left arm. My right arm is the deconstruction array, so don't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> don't you dare touch my fucking right arm. 
Because, yeah, like, well, Kimberly had tattoos. Uh, Comanche had tattoos. The, that was his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The spinny, spinny I was going to call him the Monopoly Man. Yeah, the Monopoly yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, like, Riza had her t- has her tattoo. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there must yeah. be a It seems like people are just, like, way better at drawing, like, smooth lines in this country. So. Geometric shapes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like all the perfect circles people draw and, like, you know, Roy's got his, like, flame alchemy symbol. Yeah, like he carved into his hand that one time. Yeah, carved into his hand mm-hmm. and, like, sewn into all his gloves. Like, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Do you think he, like, personally sits there with, like, a little, like... Oh, he, like, darns his gloves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Risa was, like, like got him do this, things, like, yeah, <laughs> DIY this so that nobody else knows the secret or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have to pay all the tattoo artists to keep quiet. The, what like, do they call those? The, like, yeah. The, like, rings that you, like, stitch on, where you put the cloth on the, like, wooden ring to hold Like it. an embroidery hoop. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah, you sit there with, like, hoop. an embroidery hoop. Like, <laughs> yeah. Darning away in the night mm-hmm. when there's nobody there. Anyway, <laughs> listen. Yeah, maybe he embroiders his own gloves. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just draws on them with a Sharpie and he's going over them over and over again <laughs> to make sure they don't. <laughs> yeah, they go through the watch a couple times and they're too faded. He's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, they're useless in the water, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to be waterproof. They just need to be usable other times. That's why he keeps them in a little bit zip, like a Ziploc baggie. Yeah. Didn't he, didn't he? I guess he just keeps them in his pocket. I thought he did keep dry ones, though. Didn't he? I forget. I think we've seen him crazy? take spares. We've seen him, seen him take spares out. It's not like specified that they're like in a dry <laughs> pocket or anything. But Yeah. I think if he would, I think it would be smart if he did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's also Roy. He's probably just like, God, I gotta grab my gloves. <laughs> he hasn't talked Riza into carrying a pair around for him like uh, Olivier's subordinates do. <laughs> I don't think that she asked. I think they just yeah, do it. they just do. <laughs> like, our mm-hmm. queen's hands might get dirty. <laughs> we need to carry extra gloves. <laughs> it's just part of each single Briggs soldier's uniform. Yeah. And they're like, what are these gloves, gloves for? Olivier's size. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And the uh, the senior officers are like, "Oh, you'll know. Yeah, you'll understand soon. <laughs> when the Don't time worry. comes, you'll understand." <laughs> I mean, I don't think Reese is super thrilled about the fact that he has the alchemy like, yeah. power anyway. So I don't think that she would be cool with carrying them around. She's like, "I'm already tattooed with this, yo. I don't want to carry your stupid gloves mm-hmm. around." <laughs> I think she's more the type to carry an umbrella for him instead. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm really glad that she's not dead, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or two actors out from her being almost dead, so that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and there's only four mm. more left in the series. <laughs> <laughs> Although, actually, did their souls get taken too? I couldn't tell if, uh, if they were in the safety uh, yeah, bubble it's... or not. Um, I think it gets confirmed later, but I think the people inside the, the goo bubble did not get their souls taken. Yeah, because like Ed and Al and Zumi yeah. and uh, Hohenheim didn't. So mm-hmm. and Roy, mm-hmm. didn't, so yeah, and the bubble extended to include them. So I assume not, but yeah. I don't know. It, well, they weren't shown. You're right. Mm-hmm. They weren't shown all dead, like like um. Yeah, I was about to say passed out, but I was like, if you lose your soul, I think you're dead. Yeah. So I guess they're technically dead, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Pinaco and Winry, mm-hmm. and all the other people. Yeah, the little glimpses of everyone just falling down. It's really eerie, like the train station. I don't like and, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like all the uses of like pe- like places and people like we know in those scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even like major characters, but it's like 
Like it's like the miners at Usewell and mm-hmm. the the restaurant mm-hmm. at um what you call it where Rose Yeah, that place yeah. Lives. Lior. Yeah, Lior. <laughs> and or Riol, depending on how yeah. you, you wanna read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When Hohenheim was like all they found him in the desert or like in Sheen. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I couldn't stay in that place. And it's like, yeah, yeah. no fucking <laughs> shit. There's just a bunch of dead mm-hmm. people in like random <laughs> yeah. places. It's like Pompeii. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to one of those exhibits where they show the, the like cast from the people from Pompeii? It's so horrifying. They're just mm-hmm. like in the and middle of just... doing whatever they were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm shaking my head. You can't see. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's like that. They're all just there. You know? So scary. Anyway. Was May just trying to fight the homunculus or was she just like, wasn't she like, I'm going to try to take you back to Sheen or whatever? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. She... Yeah, she said like, I'm uh, going to like take your immortality or whatever. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then failed. Um, yeah, so. but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think she's mainly just trying to, you know, fight all she of them. Cares. Yeah, <laughs> the people of Usewell convinced her, mm-hmm. <laughs> and envy, also envy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bug envy. Mm-hmm. I like that Xiaomei is still there, like echoing every single thing that she does. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to give mm-hmm. a shout out to me. That's all I'm saying. She was yeah. there fighting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like the panel of her, like after she's been badly wounded, but has like put the like made the circle to like close her wounds. I don't know. I just like the, like the pose she's in and the like emotion on her face. It's just a nicely mm-hmm. drawn image. Mm-hmm. She's very like determined. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like she often looks like that. I think that's kind mm-hmm. of like part of her character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the characters are kind of like that. So I think we've, I feel like sort of deadened to it because all of them <laughs> are like that all the time. But yeah, yeah. I think she is in particular also. Mm-hmm. She's scrappy. Yeah. <laughs> She had to because she's the small one or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> with her tiny panda friend. Mm-hmm. I guess actually that was, it, they never said that she was particularly small, but she's mm-hmm. in the like lower, one of the lowest ranking clans or whatever. So she has mm-hmm. to be scrappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is particularly small though. Because <laughs> I, <think laughs> yeah, I think she's supposed to be like fairly close to Al's age. Like I think she's like 12 or 13 to Al's like 14. Like mm-hmm. so she, she's, she's a tiny 12 year old. True. True. <laughs> yeah. She is small. Mm. She is also small. Yeah. But also, it's just, it's also just a nice example of, like, just, like, how beat up the characters are allowed to get in this series. Like, Yeah. I'm like, like, there's no restriction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there's no <laughs> restriction on, yeah. like, like, oh, we can't let the small girl child, like, get beat up. That would be, like, an unpleasant image. It's like, no, she's fighting. She's getting beat up. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. freaking, like, Salim Bradley, or Salem Bradley, yeah. every time he's in a fight, is always getting fucked up. Mm-hmm. Even worse now, mm-hmm. like before we were like, oh, is this child dismemberment? Oh, when he was like fighting yeah. in, the, in like the mound of dirt and now half his face is missing. So like, yeah. <laughs> or like in the in series, they were commenting like, oh, I'm surprised that you can like fight this tiny child. And then mm-hmm. uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Heinkel. Yeah. Heinkel. Yeah. Rip was like, yeah. <laughs> 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 was like, um. Like, yeah, it's hard, but, I mean, that thing is, like, evil. It's, like, not a child or whatever, so. Yeah. 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 But anyway, yeah, now half his face is missing, so. I wonder if uh, Mrs. Bradley will ever find out that they were homunculi or whatever. I wonder what's going to mm-hmm. happen. She's mm-hmm. like, tell me, what's where's my son? And nobody knows. Yeah. Or maybe Pride will become a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he, do you think, wish... 
like, can you wish on an eclipse? Is that the same as wishing on a star? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like truth was... with fairy wings comes down. and. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what happened in Pinocchio? I haven't seen it in such a long time that I kind of forget. I know the general gist. Yeah. It was like the blue fairy, like, turned him into a real boy, right? Because I don't know. Because Geppetto wished for it. I think so. Yes. I mean, I haven't watched it either, but in a long time. <laughs> Why is there a cricket in that movie? <laughs> he's his conscience. Oh, is he? Yeah. I don't. Just I think like... he's a, a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> this has been badly remembered movies. <laughs> movie time on the podcast. <laughs> The Walt Disney version of The Talking Cricket, a fictional character created by Italian writer, blah, 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 for the children's book, Adventures of Pinocchio. Originally an unnamed minor character in Colodi's novel who is killed by Pinocchio before returning as a ghost. Whoa. It's a ghost <laughs> cricket. It's like Animal Crossing when you have all the cockroach ghosts yeah. in your house. He was transformed for the Disney adaptation into a comical and wisecracking partner who accompanies Pinocchio on his adventures. It's having been appointed by the Blue Fairy to serve as his, un- as his official conscience <laughs> instead of getting murdered by Pinocchio. <laughs> well, he, was a, he wasn't a real boy, so he didn't have a conscience. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then he just murdered the cricket. <laughs> <laughs> All those like children's fairy tales are so fucked up. <laughs> That's oh, what yeah. makes them great. So, like, I, it kind of makes sense. It was kind of hinted at. But I will say that that the the gate opening up in the earth and then homunculus coming out of it and reaching for the sun. Like, I don't know something about that. Just, it seems out of place. I think maybe it's just like, we've never seen anything that to that scale other than maybe the eye appearing up in like Xerxes, but like nothing that's sort of just very, Well, I think the fact that the closest comparison is Xerxes is like kind of the yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think, I think, Taking it slowly and really fall because I remember I remember the first time I watched it I was like what the fuck is going this what is happening, and I was just very confused and it you know it's just I don't know I feel like it came out of nowhere. Cosm, you need to align um, your chakra <laughs> and you need to accept the creator's light and then you can understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely. I don't like... know. I just wanted to bring that up. Like, yeah, maybe get your thoughts, Ellen, okay. Kayla. Yeah. Hmm. I, I'm surprised. I, I wasn't supposed so like, yeah, like I was saying the whole time, I was like, I really don't think that the homunculus gives two shits about people's immortality and having an immortal army. It's obviously mm-hmm. not the goal. But the goal wasn't very clear for like a long time. And so it kind mm-hmm. of like, I, I, we don't really get, other than like the, this, the original transmutation circle of like the lion swallowing the sun and like the symbolism that Ever talks about at Xerxes, there isn't necessarily a lot of like hints that that's what it's gonna be, but I mm-hmm. was like on board mentally when <laughs> the the mm-hmm. like because and at first I was like what the fuck what the <laughs> fuck but then when you think about it when I thought about it again especially like today while we were reading it again it's like okay so wait, after I after I put the book down and walked around for a while like Kayla said <laughs> <laughs> it's like. So the the way that I think about it is like the and I don't think there's like a right or wrong way to interpret this. Mm-hmm. I think it does mm-hmm. c- sort of come out of nowhere because the also the father isn't like being sitting there being like it's my plan to like become 
like contain God. Like there is no, there's no direct foreshadowing. Um, but mm-hmm. so like what I, I interpret the way that I interpret it is like he opens their, he uses the people who have gone through the portal because they have greater knowledge of the universe. And then that, mm-hmm. that enables him to like create a portal that's so strong and has a knowledge of the greater consciousness required, which is why you would need five to be able to be able to connect with a higher consciousness, like to be able to connect mm-hmm. with God in this story, at least. So like it, mm-hmm. I I'm on board with it. I don't, I, it, yeah. there isn't, I agree with you that I, I feel like there isn't a lot of like specific foreshadowing about this because he's not sitting there being like, with his tinted fingers being like, oh, I'm going to <laughs> swallow the sun and nobody knows. Like, you never actually see that. Yeah. Well, actually, honestly, that's not, I think it's more the visual representation mm. of it that really kind of, like, like that, I think, is what threw me off. The end goal and all of that, I was behind as well. And, like, uh, I think it's specifically him, or I don't know, Kill. you, you called it, like, a, a representation or a, a, a visualization of him or something like that. Yeah, coming out of the ground coming out yeah and that i think that also makes a lot more sense if it's if it's not actually his physical body going because i don't know something, something about, about it, his like... soul he's like take my soul or whatever mm-hmm. feel my soul reaching yeah. out yeah hold on wait let me find it yeah yeah well it's like leading up to the like like when the doors open they're <laughs> shush bowie we're talking like, about esoteric bullshit yeah well it's like <laughs> when the doors open they're kind of like oh like um a kind of see-through like it's like they're not like totally yeah, there and like mm-hmm. you see, like father's like giant body kind of like sort of appear in the same kind of like see through mm-hmm. way before like emerging from the door. True. Yeah, it's like makes me think. I mean, I think some of it. Yeah. Like I'm not sure. Like yeah. Like we were joking earlier, but it's like I'm not sure if you looked up from Sheen that this is what you would see. Like I think it's a you know <laughs> like some of it is like and a I think- visual representation of what's going on. But I do think it's also it's visually similar to what happened during the Xerxes chapters Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with like the eye opening up and the like hands reaching up and everything Mm -hmm. like all across the country. So. Yeah. I mean, I I don't, it just just struck me. And again, I think it's, it's the fact that he was there. If he wasn't there, it was just the, the gates opening up and like kind of fusing together. And I don't know. Um, But like, uh, again, I think also talking about all the esotericness of the series (laughs) in general has, sort of kind of made it make sense because i think i think in a previous episode i talked i kind of hinted at like being like i don't remember until things get really crazy (laughs) kind of this and i don't remember if i had uh kind of hinted that it was i had sort of a negative opinion of it at the time but i don't know i'm i'm down for it but it's still kind of i don't know and i i also don't remember if if maybe part of the way the anime did it because like if I remember correctly, it ended. It was either the very, very end or the very, very start of the episode, which kind of like I think it was the start of an episode. He just kind of threw you in there, like, by the way, this is happening. Mm. I think mm. so. That might have also been part of it was just the timing of it within the episode. Hmm. But yeah, I guess what I'm saying is yeah. I mean, well, I said what I said. I, I, I yeah. I like the idea makes sense. It's kind of Kayla said something earlier mm-hmm. in the in our discussion about like it's the extension like the maximum extension of the idea of like all is one and one is all like 
Mm-hmm. This is the earth is like one part of this. So like if if in Xerxes he opened up this one portal to take in a small relatively speaking small amount of people compared to now, this is like opening mm-hmm. a portal in the earth to try to like take in the sun. It's like you're we're talking about like a, a cosmic level now of of mm-hmm. portal mm-hmm. side portals opening, right? <laughs> so yeah. physically like the way that it's drawn kind of makes sense to me, I guess. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> I've already accepted. I've accepted the creator's light. <laughs> it is kind of interesting that like it specifically the series uses a specifically the representation of the sun and specifically the earth like for this to represent God and some kind of like you know like uh uh like I don't know, like uh, the this other kind of cosmic being. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, that reminds me. In Lior, they had the sun god Leto, mm-hmm. or Leto. I don't remember. Jared. <laughs> I always said Leto, but I think <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it matters. <laughs> um, yes. And so I, I mean, again, with with the sun representing God, which I mean, it's also common in like ancient cultures as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. There's probably something there. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so on that esoteric note, <laughs> any other things that you want to talk about? <laughs> well, what will happen? I guess. What are we going to read next in the Adventures of Sexy Hohenheim in the game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week we are going to read 105 and 106. Whoa. Shocker. Nice. Word. Yeah. And then after that, 107 and 108. Maybe. You're like, don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Uh, send in your questions and comments do for it. our finale episode. Yeah, please do. Yeah, we, we love hearing from you guys. We love answering we your do. questions. We do. And we're yes. looking forward to another round of that. So yes. <laughs> send them on in. And until then, uh, thank you all for listening. We will see you next time for 105 and 106. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. sing the announcement song because i said an announcement <laughs> is there an announcement song oh my god uh it's a girl scout camp song you know announcements 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 words of wisdom words of wisdom here they come here they come many words of wisdom many words of wisdom dum 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 no nope. i mean i'm familiar with Jaka, but <laughs> It's really funny because while I was singing it, I was like, oh, I forget what tune this is. <laughs> uh, no, in the many Girl Scout camps I've well, attended, I, I never heard that. Because <laughs> we weren't allowed to sing it because there's like another verse that goes, have you ever seen a windbag, a windbag, a windbag? Have you ever seen a windbag blow this way and that? She blows this way and that way. And they would always cut off the song at that point. So. Mm. <laughs> wow. Okay. Never mind. Anyway, it's time for an announcement.
Yes, yes, it does. Yes. And I hear the train, so we're going to have to wait for his minute. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> they heard us. The train heard us mm-hmm. do our intro spiel. <laughs> like, they're starting. <laughs> Bring Roll down up. the cargo. <laughs> I heard that, but it sounded like the beginning of like a song. Like a... I was like, oh my god, who put who's putting music on? I can vibe with this. <laughs> what do you think you are, 20? Not acceptable. Yes. I'm yes. not 30 yet, okay? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You're still in your 20s. Oh. I am. For the rest of this year. For another... Year. Uh, September. Uh, oh, yeah, not like, that much oh, longer. What? Wow, Pretty I forgot that it's Exactly August. a month. <laughs> yeah. We went to the casino in Niagara Falls recently. They checked our IDs, and the guy was like, "I thought they're just gonna look at it and be like, okay, you can go in.'" But the guy, security guard, was like, "How old are you?" And I was like, "Um, thirty. <laughs> and he's like, "Go in." I was like, "Yes." <laughs> so <laughs> convincing. I know. I was just like, "I hope I he mean, thinks I that think... I'm not lying, like a piece of shit." But <laughs> I, I imagine anyone trying to get in has prepared and are ready with a quick like twenty-five. True. True. You know, mm-hmm. like the fact that you struggle is a... all right. Yeah. I mean, even if you're like uh, 16, he probably would have just been like, yep, go yep, on. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edit out a like, 10 minute potty break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always. That's what I do. I'll edit the whole break into the extras at the end. <laughs> this is the time. <laughs> just imagine you're sitting here with us. <laughs> Everyone take deep breaths in and out. Yeah. <laughs> In calming thoughts. <laughs> You're a free version of that app. Yeah, really. <laughs> Headspace? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, shall we then? Yeah. <clears throat> Unless you want to do a guided meditation. <laughs> Esoteric bullshit. Feel the creator's light <laughs> channeling through you. <laughs> now picture the tree. You are the tree. <laughs> I am the tree. Reach up and embrace God. (laughs) (laughs) Scream in your mind's eye, I am the tree.